Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. It is May and it's National Water Safety Month. We got a lot to talk about today, specifically how to keep kids and families safe around water. The YMCA has a cool program happening right now, and scholarships are also involved. Here to help me learn more about it is the YMCA's Senior Manager of Aquatics, Lindsay Mondick. How are you doing today? Great, Nick. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. So let's talk about what you do for the YMCA. When I say Senior Manager of Aquatics, what do you do for the YMCA? Yeah, so I um, support YMCAs uh, from our national office, uh, the YMCA of the USA, uh, in terms of aquatic programming. Uh, So all of our locations across the country um, offer great aquatic programming, and I help them um, uh, with innovative new programming and um, kind of uh, any questions they might have in in program implementation locally. So you're not... In addition, I I also... uh, uh, I'm an advocate on a national level for uh, drowning prevention and safety around water. So you're not exactly on a lifeguard tower? Uh, not every day, no. But <laughs> I uh, have plenty of hours in under my belt uh, as it relates to lifeguarding so, um, in my day. <laughs> so what is what is your experience with that? Um, I have been in the aquatics industry for 25 years. Uh, uh, started uh, in high school and college as a lifeguard and swim instructor. Um, and through uh, engaging with the YMCA, I've been uh, fortunate to call YMCA home in terms of career uh, uh, throughout my, my adulthood. So, <laughs> Did you start off with the, did your aquatic life, let's say, start off at the YMCA? at a, a local community pool where I was a lifeguard and swim instructor, and I started with the YMCA in college uh, part-time, which grew into a full-time opportunity. So you have dedicated your life to to water safety. So what was, it, what was it about that that kind of made you want to stick with that area? Because there's a lot of different things that you could do for the YMCA. Yeah, I've always loved swimming, um, and I've also loved leading uh, and coaching others. And so uh, I really resonated young at a very young age with the ability to uh, teach and impact uh, and build relationships with youth uh, through teaching swimming lessons or um, leading lifeguard uh, courses. Uh, and it just continued to be a passion in, in leading and coaching and teaching others uh, around the water. What are when you're trying to develop new ways of keeping people safe around water, what are you really trying to look at? Because when I think of swimming lessons, I'm only thinking of making sure that you're staying on top of the water, learning different strokes, those kind of things. Yeah, well, when it comes to safety around water, uh, there are layers of protection. So obviously, uh, one of the main things the YMCA advocates for is um, supervision. Uh, so um, active supervision by parents and uh, caregivers when kids are around the pool, uh, as well as swimming skills um, and learning how to rescue or help others. Uh, in terms of swimming skills, uh, which you which you uh, introduced there, uh, it would be that, like you said, kids have the ability to float and get on their backs. Um, at the Y, we have two key skills that are a part of both our swimming lesson program as well as our safety around water program, um, and that is jump, push, turn, and grab. 
which teaches the child to push off the bottom uh, if they are submerged and get back up to the surface while turning to the wall and grabbing the side of the pool or moving towards the edge of a, a lake or waterfront. Uh, and then the other skill is swim, float, swim. So like you said, combining um, the ability to float on your back with then being able to make forward progress uh, towards safety. You used an interesting term, active supervision. More than parents yeah. just being around a pool, actively participating and making sure that everybody's staying safe. When you talk to parents, what are some of the things that you want to let them know that they need to do to make sure that people stay safe around pools or bodies of water? Absolutely. Well, you know, anytime that they are supervising or around the pool, uh, we always, at the Y, we advocate for uh, somebody to be a designated water watcher. Uh, and that water watcher uh, never takes their eyes off uh, the participants in the water, uh, meaning no distractions by cell phones or extended conversations, um, you know, uh, maybe not not uh, participating in uh, libations like uh, consuming alcohol while you're uh, watching uh, you're watching uh, children around the water. Um, really, just keeping yourself free from any distractions so that your full focus can be on the children that you're watching and making sure that somebody is accountable um, and says that they are in charge of that in that role. I just thought of this. What have cell phones done to water safety? I have to imagine that this is one of the things where cell phones have not helped us. <laughs> yeah, you know, just I, I would say, you know, parents have have are very easy to be distracted uh, when they're around the water. Uh, and so cell phones, I would say, continue to be a contributing factor to that. It's really easy to get lost in a web search or checking your social media posts or emailing somebody back and checking texts um, instead of really being vigilant and watching um, and being an active supervisor of activities around you. Has that become part of the training program for the YMCA when you're training either parents or lifeguards? Absolutely. So it's definitely part of our um, our lifeguard training uh, in constant and vigilant supervision. Um, in, in lifeguarding, we have what we call um, a 10-10 rule, and that lifeguard should be actively scanning their area of supervision every 10 seconds and able to get to uh, a person in an additional 10 seconds. Uh, and then when we're working with community members, um, specifically there was swimming lessons or our safety around water program. Uh, for the parents, the education is really, like I, like I mentioned, be a water watcher and truly just defining what, what being a water watcher means for them. Let's go back to talking about what parents can do to make sure that everybody stays safe. So we're making sure they're not drinking. We're making sure that they're staying off of their cell phones, <laughs> the basics. But, you know, to really be safe, especially for people that own pools or are at pools a lot, what are some of the things you would recommend parents do uh, to, to help make them more effectively, let's say, water watchers? Right. So, again, for water watchers, it would be, uh, in addition to what we just mentioned in being vigilant, uh, I would add uh, to make sure that uh, they are comfortable um, and know how to um, rescue or help somebody who's in trouble, whether it be uh, a reaching assist um, and or uh, having a, a phone nearby to call 911 if there wasn't an emergency. Um, and then having, if it's at a home pool, um, having a, an appropriate uh, rescue device or flotation aid available to give to somebody if they are in need of help. How do you get people trained in that? Because I think that 
it, it would be the natural reaction to have someone just dive in after somebody when there's an issue in the water, but that could actually right. be catastrophic. Absolutely. We never want to advocate for uh, somebody to go in. It's the, the adage or the the, uh, the saying that's out there, the phrasing, I should say, of, of throw, don't go. Uh, so we never want uh, somebody to jump in and make a rescue if they aren't trained, uh, meaning with some basic life-saving um, or lifeguard training. Um, just having that idea of throwing a, an object or a rope uh, to somebody um, or extending a reaching pole or, or a stick out to a branch out to somebody if they were in trouble rather than jumping in because it could lead to two, two uh, fatalities or um, injuries rather than a single. This doesn't apply to us here in Texas, but what about ocean safety? Does that, is that something that the YMC also uh, teaches? Because that's going to be very different from just pools, lakes, or ponds. Absolutely. Um, waterfront, uh, we have waterfront YMCAs, uh, Ys at camps um, around lakes, rivers, as well as oceans. Um, and uh, that waterfront safety is built into our safety around uh, the water program. Uh, water competency, or that idea of the swimming skills and the aquatic safety knowledge and helping others, that competency changes in different aquatic environments. Um, so the skills to keep somebody safe, obviously in a pool, are very different under um, different conditions that you can experience outdoors and at the ocean, um, like rip currents and, and uh, obviously wind and weather um, and distance um, definitely would be uh, some of the differences that, um, that you might encounter between the, those different environments. It is National Water Safety Month. On the line with me is the YMCA Senior Manager of Aquatics, Lindsay Mondick. Lindsay, how important is it for people to be realistic with their capabilities in and around the water? I think a good self-awareness of, of your abilities is crucial. And also an understanding that just because you have really great swimming skills, um, nobody is ever drown-proof, quote-unquote. Um, there have been lots, uh, uh, many records, I'm sure, of people who have been very competent swimmers by, by many people's definitions um, who have still been overcome um, in different environments and have succumbed to drowning. Uh, so uh, I think the biggest piece is that self-awareness tied with um, being being able to combine that swimming skill with with the safety skills that you might need in the different environments you might encounter. Have you ever gotten into trouble in the water? Have you ever had a close call? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I can remember back in high school. This was after I, um, you know, a competitive swimmer, um, a lifeguard already. Uh, we were on a uh, a trip down to Jacksonville, Florida, uh, for my band. I was in our marching band, and we went to the the beach uh, one January morning, and uh, we were playing around in the in the surf. And uh, I got I got pulled under by a rip current, and I can remember being underwater thinking. I, I can't get up. And, um, and so, again, just testimony, testimony to the fact that anybody, even if they're competent and strong and young, can still succumb to the environment, um, and it still can be a risky, risky situation. So they say in situations like that that you're supposed to kind of relax and let it take you for a minute so you don't tire yourself out. How did you get out of that situation? 
exactly what you just said. Um, I remembered back to uh, what I had learned in my swimming lessons and my lifeguarding classes and just said, don't fight, uh, just let it take you. It probably pulled me for about 10 more seconds from that panic moment. Um, and then once I, I felt the current kind of release a little bit, I was able to, to go up to the surface and, and find my footing. Were you far out? Um, I was probably about 20 feet from where I had started, so not as far out as I think a lot of um, cases have been reported in terms of rip currents. 10 seconds, 20 feet, that does not sound like much, but when you're in that moment... <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely scary. <laughs> what, what, did you, uh, what did you play in band? Uh, I was a, a percussionist. Me too! What did you play? <laughs> uh, I, I did snare drum. <laughs> I played snare drum too. Look at us! <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> a couple of band nerds learning about water safety. All right, so right now the YMCA has a program going. It's called Safety Around Water, the Safety Around Water program. That's kind of what we're talking about today. Explain to me what this uh, program is all about. Yeah, so uh, Safety Around Water is uh, a call to action from by, by the YMCA to really uh, combat the statistics that are out there uh, to, to allow access uh, to all populations. Um, to swimming lessons. Um, ultimately, we know um, that uh, children and minority populations, uh, drowning is a leading cause of death for children 1 to 4, and the second leading cause of death for children 5 to 14. Um, and, and because of this, the why, uh, because we have the people, uh, the facilities, and the pools to be able to make an impact, uh, we are, have launched this Safety Around Water program. Um, the goal this year is to teach approximately 3,300 kids across the country uh, the Safety Around Water program and, uh, and swimming lessons. I was absolutely shocked to learn the, the numbers on this, drowning the number one cause of death for kids one to four. Are, are they drowning in pools? How is this occurring? Yeah, um, uh, you know, it, it happens uh, in, in lots of different bodies of water, whether they're natural bodies of water, um, tubs, buckets, um, and pools, unfortunately. Uh, so water uh, is definitely uh, something that draws children to it. Um, and if they don't have the skills um, and the supervision, unfortunately, uh, drowning occurs far too often. Is the Safety Around Water program, is that a new program to the YMCA, or is this something you guys have been doing? We have, we've launched it in, in 2015, so uh, this, is, this is our third summer uh, with this program. Were you instrumental in developing this program specifically? Yes, yeah. So I was fortunate enough uh, to, to be part of the development of the program, absolutely. What did you want to get out of this program? What did you want to add to it? How did you want to make this different? Um, I think uh, what we wanted to do is, is build a program that speaks to um, both um, who is drowning as well as how youth are drowning. Uh, so an interesting statistic um, is, you know, that I mentioned earlier is 88% of drownings happen under some form of supervision. Um, so supervision uh, in quotation marks, right? So there is an adult or a caregiver who has been charged with watching a child. Um, and so that supervision, um, active supervision might have lapsed. Um, so one, we really, with this program, want to advocate and educate families um, of what active supervision is and that water watcher concept. Uh, the second piece is that 60% of drownings happen within 10 feet of safety. 
Um, and so our two skills, the jump, push, turn, and grab, and the swim, float, swim uh, skills that I talked about earlier, really, um, again, answer uh, that problem in terms of teaching kids some simple, um, uh, basic uh, skills for, for competency. Before we talk more about the specifics of this program, how long does does a, a dangerous situation take? Like, how long does it take for somebody to actually really get into trouble in water and possibly drown? Uh, for children, as little as 20 seconds. 20 seconds, um, for, really? Yep. Um, and, it, and it's silent. Um, drowning isn't like, um, you know, that, the famous TV show Baywatch, uh, where there's a lot of yelling and splashing. Um, often it happens without anybody being aware, or it looks like a child is often playing or doing some bobs up and down in the water, and then they silently slip under. Did, did the television show Baywatch make life better or worse for someone in your field? Oh, I would say uh, it, it, it brings, I would say a little bit of both. Obviously, <laughs> it, um, it definitely helps in terms of um, bringing attention to the fact that lifeguard and aquatics is a professional job. But I think on the flip end, it, it sometimes um, brings the dramatic side uh, to lifeguarding um, that might be seen as a negative. <laughs> I could see some relief once that show kind of went the wayside. I could, I could kind of see that being the case. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Now, uh, let's talk more specifics about uh, about this program. Is this for kids? Is this for parents? Is this for families? Who is this program really targeted towards? Um, our program uh, is really focused on youth ages 4 to 14. Uh, with that said, we do have lots of our YMCAs who have expanded that reach to include um, parent and child in the water together, as well as adults. Um, and teen-centric programming as well. So while the focus is that 4 to 14, because we know those that, that is who is at risk most for drowning, um, the, the program is available to many ages. So what are some of the things that people are going to be doing at the program? Good. Um, so they'll be learning. Uh, so each day the students will learn about a safety topic, anything from doing a reaching assist to helping somebody out of the water, um, obviously two swimming skills, to uh, some of the swimming skills themselves. So the program starts off with teaching kids water acclimation, so how to get their face wet, how to submerge, how to do front and back floats with assistance. Um, if they are not comfortable in the water, uh, fosters that comfort, um, meeting that, that student where they are. And then the goal is, again, to have that student be able to do the, the two benchmark skills that I've mentioned, the jump, push, turn, and grab, and the swim, float, swim. Um, in different environments um, and in, with different levels or distances built in. Does it take kids a while to get accustomed to water or more comfortable with it, or have you noticed the kids are really just ready to get in and, and have fun? I think it usually depends on the, on the student. Um, you know, often we have lots of youth who've never had um, any experience with, with a swim program, um, and so those kids might be apprehensive. Uh, the apprehension might come, again, because they haven't had access, or that they had a parent uh, who was also very fearful of the water um, and uh, uh, might have influenced their child to have very similar feelings. Um, then we also have kids who, uh, you know, they are, they are really willing and able to learn and very exuberant about the opportunity and kind of hit the ground running uh, with learning the skills. Do you have to be kind of careful with those more daring kids? Because I could see that would be a thing where they, they get, they're just like straight to the deep end and it's like, no, 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 not yet. 
Absolutely. I think um, in, in all roles of teaching, and te- any teacher or educator would probably agree, that we use different instructional skills uh, to make sure that those students understand boundaries and rules uh, to make sure the class is effective, effective for all. Now, you've kind of hinted at it, but uh, is this class geared towards just anybody, or is it really for the novice, or do you need some experience? What do you think is the best in, in those terms? Focus is, is safety. Um, so teaching students um, the basics of, of front load and back load and making forward progress to safety. Um, it, it does start talking about uh, building some of the strokes, like front crawl and back crawl, um, but that is not the main focus of this program. Uh, we really focus on that in the YMCA uh, in our swimming lesson program. Uh, but we, I won't say that we wouldn't work on that with youth. If um, if we divide our groups um, in our Ys with this program, typically we might uh, put some of the advanced students together and start working on some of those advanced skills. What is the safest way to stay above the water? Is it just floating on your back? Is it learning how to tread effectively? What's a good way to really make sure that you've learned one skill that is going to keep you the safest? Um, sometimes that depends on uh, different people and their different bodies and, um, and obviously um, their, their strength. Um, but overall, I would say, uh, in my opinion, it would be the back float. Uh, most people uh, can, can get on their back and keep that position with relatively little effort. Um, and then it, it, right behind the back float, I would, I would agree with you and say treading water um, is also a very valuable skill for somebody to have um, in terms of safety. What would you say is the difference between respecting water and fearing it? Uh, respecting water means uh, that you, uh, you understand the power that water has um, and you acknowledge it, uh, but you also, um, at the same time, um, are, I would say, are not fearful of it. So, um, you, yeah, uh, whereas with fear, obviously, there is a built-in um, instinct, personal instinct, that, that keeps you away from it um, in that sense. Now, uh, you, you kind of mentioned it earlier. The Safety Around Water program lasts for a couple—actually, how long does the program last? The program is built uh, on eight-week sessions, um, or the national program model. Uh, we might have wives um, based on either the partner or the time frame they're working with. They might either condense it or lengthen it by a week or two, um, but the overall program is eight weeks. And how many times a week are they meeting? Um, on average, um, once a week. Uh, the model, it, I should say it's eight sessions, so eight lessons is the typical program. So that eight lessons could be done over two weeks. It could be done over four weeks or eight weeks. Well, I like that this isn't a quick program. This is going to really give kids the amount of time necessary to get comfortable around the water and practice these things and really feel safe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we know, just like um, education, that the more repetition um, a student has, the, the better uh, they can execute a skill. And often, um, youth um, in youth development, it's well known that, that youth feel uh, repetition is valuable and not boring. One of the big things that you guys uh, have going right now, and it's super exciting, is you guys are offering scholarships to the actual program. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh, our YMCA's uh, had the opportunity to um, apply for national funding to support the program lo- uh, locally. Um, so we had um, over 500 um, 
I should say, I'm sorry, over 400 Ys apply for funding to support this program, uh, which re will result in uh, approximately 3,300 youth across the country being able to learn safety around water skills. If people want to participate in the Safety Around Water program, what's the easiest way for them to do that? They can reach out to their local YMCA um, and ask about the safety around water uh, or swimming lesson program. So um, over 500 of our Ys across the country offer this program. Um, in addition, uh, uh, if they are if they don't get access to the Safety Around Water program, um, our Ys across the country often have financial assistance um, and scholarships available for the swimming lesson program. And ultimately, this, the Safety Around Water program is the foundation of our um, swimming lesson curriculum as well. If people went through this program and they were interested to learn more and wanted to keep up with it, what is usually the next step? Uh, it would be, uh, as I alluded to, uh, registering for a swimming lesson program. So again, the Safety Around Water teaches them the basics, um, whereas the swimming lessons then move into um, stroke technique and refinement, uh, as well as additional um, safety uh, awareness and, and rescue skills. As I mentioned, May is National Water Safety Month. Right now, the YMCA has a great program called Safety Around Water. If you want to get involved with that program, especially if you want to get involved with the scholarship for that program, I would suggest hitting up their websites. If you're closer to Fort Worth, log on to ymcafw.org. If you're closer to Dallas, hit up ymcadallas.org or visit their national website, ymca.net. I have been speaking with the YMCA Senior Manager of Aquatics, Lindsay Mondick. Lindsay, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. It was great speaking with you. Yeah, thanks again. And thank, thank you for uh, sharing our program with your community. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.